0: Michael Perlette. I'm Asher Collins and together we bring you Exercise Equals Life Podcast.
1: Thank you for joining the Exercise Equals Life Podcast. Today we have on Coach Fingers. She's a Director of Strength and Conditioning at Bethune-Cookman University. Thank you, Coach Fingers. Hi, you
0: <laughs> for having me. So Coach Fingers, we met you up in Rhode Island a couple of weeks ago. Yes. At at the convention. And we had the the pleasure and privilege of hearing your lecture. And what impressed me was not just the content, but the context of what (laughs) you said. And those are two very (laughs) important things. You approached your career, your skill set, your intentions on how to use your skills from a woman's perspective. And I Mm -hmm. thought that was incredibly cool and honest and bold because in the current environment, that's one of those things that we all tap dance around now. And I just, yeah. I agree with you hundred percent. Women and men are different, but equal, and we bring different things to the table. And can you just speak about that, and how you've interwoven that reality into the context of your career?
2: I think the older I get, and I've been doing this 29 years, the latter part of my career, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be handing off my whistle At some point, like my son is, I have to run and go pick him up from testing, state testing. He'll be entering high school next Mm -hmm. year, and Mm -hmm. he's a phenomenal athlete. But the one thing he wants to do is golf because kids that look like him don't golf. And Mm -hmm. he is trying to break every stereotype like his mom. So I've always said I want to, when he goes to high school, I'm going with him because I don't, want to continue cheering for somebody else's son and not be there to cheer for my own.
3: Makes- so toward
2: the, <laughs> toward the end of my career, basically, I don't give a damn what I say or who I stand. I'm going <laughs> to say what I want to say, when I want to say it, and how I want to say it. So yep. a lot of my presentations lately have been to wake up some of the ones that are in the powers that be that do the hiring and firing um the staffing to let them know that there's a, a a large percent that's being overlooked just because of how they look so my presentation was an attempt to highlight some of the things in my career that have made me extremely successful mm-hmm. and they have made me extremely successful because I am a female i am successful because i am a black female and so that presentation was a uh, So a way of saying society, they got to do better. Mm -hmm. The majority of our athletes at some of these big schools Mm -hmm. look like my son. right? And there's nobody on staff for them to connect to. You're taking this African-American kid so far away from home, miles and miles away from home. You're introducing a new culture, new food, new surrounding. They don't have friends. And the one area that we get a chance to really express ourselves is in a weight room. When -hmm. you're mad and frustrated, let's bang out some weights. When you're feeling good and had a great day, let's bang out some weights. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the place where you can just let go and be free, but it's hard for a large percentage of our student athletes because there's no one in there making them feel comfortable and free. So I think I've, I've tried to address the subject in a way that folks can understand it and receive it. It's not.
0: And receive it. Yes.
2: Shove down your throat. (laughs) It's not um, attacking and yelling at you, but once you walk out the room, you kind of like, wow. Absolutely. Am I doing my part? Am I doing my part? Did I, you know, am I holding people back? Like, what am I doing to make this place better? So by the time I'm done with this career, I want to leave it better than I found it, which is more inclusive. I did not find it kind. I did Mm -hmm. not find it inclusive. I did not find it welcoming and warming. Mm. I've had to create every place that I've been, the environment that I had. So I wanna make it easier for the next black female to get a job at a power five school in the weight room.
0: I think that is about as decent, an underrated word and noble uh, an ambition as any other that you may have had. And I love the fact, I'm a hidden minority. I mean, as mm-hmm. a as a gay guy, you know, of a certain age and and of a certain type, I you know I don't read it per se from the street. So I kind of know what you mean. Like, it was not a cool thing 30 years ago at all, at all, at all. It wasn't accepted. So I know I I kind of have a parallel experience, if you if you will, kind of carrying that with me. And I agree with you. I've never. Um, carried placard or anything and god bless those that do but i know i have been a role model once somebody younger or more closeted has seen me and gone oh hell you can you can do this you can be this yes right you know? and i think in doing that i've kind of paved the way so some similar qualities and interestingly it riddle me this i have discovered that all of the things that I thought were going to be liabilities built into me, that being one of them, when I was young, have turned out to be some of my greatest strengths and assets over the years. Absolutely. You know? I,
2: my I'm a superwoman. Yes. My superpower is being a Black female in a white male-dominant profession. Yep. That is my superpower.
0: Yes, yes. And
2: thriving and crushing it. Yep. And what I coach anybody that says I can't, like, I walk in that confidence of knowing where somebody else might, you know, a male is considered passionate. I'm considered bitchy. Okay.
1: Okay. If that's what you want to say. Yeah. I own it. Yeah, I, absolutely. And, and even for myself too, right. Being 25 years old and being an educator within the college system is kind of an opportunity. Most people don't have that opportunity, that chance. And today in lecture, my first summer course, Dude, ask me how old I am, and I'm not hesitant to express my age, you know, because, goddamn, I was there two years ago in your seat, literally, watching the professor instruct the same course. I said I'm 25, and you should have seen his eyes open. They're amazed. It's truly amazing. I think all of us do share that similarity, right? Absolutely. I'm at the growth of, the growth of my career, and, you know, and I have the shoes to fulfill and opportunities yes. to take on. So it's yeah. really a unique, unique moment to say. I think the trick, so well.
0: the trick of it is to flip what other people perceive as your weaknesses into an overt show of strength. Yes. And then you go from there. So you've been, Coach, you've been at this now for 29 years. You, your level of expertise has, I know it is, it's, it's razor sharp. Is it going to be in any way kind of difficult to put that down? and, and Or are you ready to sort of take the next stage on? Is it bittersweet?
2: A combination, a combination. So I was just named Assistant Athletic Director. It's been less than a month. Okay. And this has been in the works with our AD for a while. They had this in the works before they even told me. Okay. This past, it's been a rough three years. Um, once COVID hit, of course, the whole oh. country just like flipped on you know its head. But I lost a lot of staff. And they just took, you know, jobs other places because we shut down. We did not have to play sports for a whole year. And so I had one of my assistants go to the high school level. And I can't compete with that. It was in a different country, well, a different state and end up being in a different country. You got an even better opportunity, mm. but with money that I can't compete with, an experience I cannot compete with because it's high school, so weekends to himself. And then our GA position. Um, they, we lost that and we never got it back. So I went from, when I first got here, a staff of five to a staff of two. Now our coaches are spoiled. I have spoiled them. They're used to, you know, us at practice. We're there, we travel with them. But now with a staff of two, it's hard to do that. My standards have still been high. And I tried to provide the same level of expertise and hands-on. And it was so difficult. Mm. And I kind of burnt myself out. And then we went through three football coaches in three months. And I'm trying to, you know, I have to do extra work. Mm -hmm. I have to sell myself in my program because I don't look like the typical collegiate football strength and conditioning coach. And it was exhausting. Meanwhile, my son is needing me more and more and more. He's very advanced academically and he's taking all these high school courses and he's only in middle school. And I kept him home. You know, he's home-based. He goes for the virtual, but he's home-based. So I'm just like all over the place. And I just, and my my administration saw it. They saw me beginning to try to take on it all. And they kept saying, we're going to get you help. We're going to get you help. We're going to get you help. So we do have some help. Okay. I have now um, another assistant. And we got a guy who's working with football. So for the first time in 29 years, I have not been in the weight room training football. Wow. And a lot of that is because to free me up for this other side, this this student wellness. I'm always talking mental, mental health to them. I'm always talking nutrition. So this role has allowed me and will allow me more hands on, but in a different capacity. Like most of my day, you know, close to 70 hours a week. A large percent of that was with football, like football practice, football meetings, football weight room. But not having that on my plate, now I can spread the love to softball, to baseball, to basketball, to volleyball, to golf, to tennis.
3: Okay. And
2: it's been very uplifting having them respond to me in a way that they never had it before. Because, again, I'm I'm a unicorn. I'm this black female that's pouring into them, that's asking more for them, that's, you know, fighting for them. So it's twofold. Do I miss it? In a way, kind of, but not really because I fulfilled it with, you know, I may not be on a weight room floor with football as much, but I'm there for golf early in the morning. You know, I'm watching right. them. I'm watching um our tennis team. We got a whole brand new team, and you know, a lot of them are more familiar with me than they are my assistant because I look like them whereas my assistant don't. So I've been I've been able to be there for them to come and talk to because we just going to talk to you. I'm not sure. I'm now present whereas before my office was in the football building and they never saw me.
0: Gotcha.
2: So I'm pulling back, but I'm really not. I'm kind of like taking on this other role. Um, I'm fighting for different small things that I know make a difference in their everyday student athlete life. And I don't miss it, but I do miss it. Mm-hmm. Like I feel guilty when my alarm clock goes off at six versus three thirty in the morning. I do not miss that getting up and being <laughs> in football by something, so I feel guilty at times, and I'm like, I'm gonna stay at home and drink my coffee versus chugging it on the way in. um I don't know it's right now, just only a couple of months not being with football, not even maybe two. I don't miss it yet, okay, but we'll see come season if I do. There's things that you can do with football if you can't do other sports, but there's things that you can do with. Yeah. Some of these other sports that you can't do with football, they're just not flexible enough or you know they don't they don't move in the same plane or just whatever so
0: so I will see if I'm hearing you right because I'm getting on in years, um you're not leaving it's not like a retirement effort and no. years you're actually evolving into something else, and I'm actually kind of not kind of I'm actually excited uh for the athletes in these other sports because all of this that you brought to bear for football and all this uh, in the totality of it yes bring over there and you know what you remind me of honestly and i respond to it because i'm a total mama's boy you are like the earth mother. no i was i mean till the day she died my mother could look at me and i'd be like what 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 <laughs> what do you want what do you need okay it. it's fine you know um but you're you're like you bring that 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 earth mother energy in addition to your your sport expertise yeah. i think it's a killer combination
2: and that's what our AD saw. Our athletic director saw that. And he was—he knew that the other sports needed that as well. Yep. And so it's like, okay, we got to get you away from football to free up some time to pour into it. Because a lot of it is mental. You know, a lot of it is I just need somebody to talk to that's yep. not my coach, that's not telling me, you know, not I'm doing this wrong or that wrong. It could be to talk about, you know, whatever. I had one time, um a volleyball player in the weight room talking to me and my assistant who worked with volleyball at that time, he was kind of offended because she was in there talking to me. Mm. And then he comes back, you know, later in the week, she's in there talking and he's like, did I do something wrong? Like, what's going on? Why is she talking to me? I'm like, are you married? And he was like, no. I'm like, are you in a committed relationship right now? He's like, uh, no. I was like, so she just want to talk about relationships. We had nothing to do with strength and conditioning. It was like... My boo is tripping again, or is it me? I mean, like just sometimes that's what they've needed. Yes. So that's I'm able to fill in that that corner, that, that gap. You know, yes. it's like there's been a gap with our student athletes, and some of it is that campus mom, that mom like. Like if I if they come into the office and they say, Coach Fingers, it's truth and related. But if they come in and say, Mama Fingers, up. Okay. Let okay. Somebody, let me. Where my tissues at? Okay, let me get. <laughs> it's either going to be somebody's button doesn't fell off, they need sewed back on. They're hungry and they don't have time to go to the cab. They need to talk about, you know, relationship or family or how they're feeling. It's been needed. So yeah, I'm excited for our student athletes as well. I'm excited for our entire athletic department because I know what I can bring, hmm. and honestly, I don't think there's anybody else. Because this is new. Mm. NCAA is gonna is beginning to start, you know, expecting every university to have one person that's over wellness, mental, nutrition, you know, all that other stuff. So I'm glad we're looking forward and moving forward. But there's nobody else in our athletic department that can do this other than me because think about it, the weight room everybody's gotta come into. Athletic training, they go in there if they're hurt. Hmm. Or if they need, you know, treatment or something like that. But other than at the beginning of the year when they get physicals or maybe if they're a team that needs to get taped before practice, do they come into the training room? The weight room, everybody comes in. Yeah. And you can be your true self in there. So we kinda know when somebody's off, when somebody's having a great day. I'm able to fill in that, you know, gap and be like, something's going on with you. Come yeah. talk to me. I yeah, know. Yeah. No, no. I know you. Mm-hmm. You're quiet today, so it's. A, I'm excited about it. It's is, still new.
0: Is this going to be? I, I think you said it's. It's sort of like going to be academically an industry-wide standard. Where this, I think we finally arrived at the tipping point where everybody knows these athletes aren't just physical machines, but the mental right. health aspect of it. And you alluded to that yes. speech up in Rhode Island as well, that you know, very tragically, you've lost students. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and. That's just by no standards of anyone, you know. It's not okay. No, it's not okay. It's it's just not okay. So it's it's incredibly cool to see some, some that this is that you have it, you're doing it. But in the bigger picture, the whole academic industry, if you will, for lack of a better way of putting it, is going. You know. Yeah. Hey, we got a thing yeah. going on here, and it needs to be addressed. You know, these these kids are human yes. beings. Yes. You know, and I think
2: that's been my approach to. In- you know, entire time anyway. I agree. Um, and then it doesn't help that my husband is, you know, he has six degrees in psychology. That's why we get along so well. I swear he psychoanalyzes me all the time. <laughs> but he he has a way of, you know, if I come home, I'm like, someone's stuff, he's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, so-and-so is acting a behind day in the weight room and I have to put him out. And he's like, did we talk to him? Did you find out you know his behavior? And I'm like, well, no. Okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow. So he has helped me yes. be able to know something's wrong and then the right words to say and read body language and read their, you know, their facial expression and look for patterns. And yeah, and I think, you know, That's just having that side pocket. Yes.
3: Yeah.
0: It's sort of like he mentored the coach. He coached the coach. Yes, indeed.
2: Absolutely. you know, Because it is tough being me on a daily basis. And he understands my struggle. So he is my my role model, my my motivator. He helps me get out the door and go back. And there's been some dark times during my career. There has been some really tough, dark times. Just work environment or the coaches that I've had to deal with that are giving me all this self doubt. So he understands how to coach a coach.
0: Yeah, and you know so he's been helping. Me. It's how can I say this? I don't care how. Old you get. I'm a pretty developmental guy myself, and I know that as long as I'm breathing, I'm, I'm evolving. And the 60 year old iteration of Asher is not the 40 or 30 year old iteration of Asher. Like you see your own development over time, but um, it is such a blessing when you have somebody in your life who really gets you the good, the bad, and the ugly, but who can get in there when you are going. I mean, it is. it sounds silly that people at your level and my level would be like experiencing self doubt. You do, as long as you're drawing a breath, you do, and I'm very frank about that with Michael and other, you know, people that are younger than me. Like, yeah, it doesn't mean you don't know what you're doing. suddenly. you didn't go to bed smart and wake up stupid, but you're a human being, so you're always going to have those, yeah. be like, you know, am I doing this right? You know,
2: yeah. When you're dealing, and I always try to have the day better. Today is going to be better than yesterday. Like, I want to be a better version of myself each day. So right. sometimes, I'm like, did I do a good job? I didn't do a good job. I suck.
0: Like. Yeah. I have those at times. Absolutely. And the thing is, too, that you, that you touched on, which is so true, I mean, <clears throat> you don't always control your environment or your context. And you can be, forget toxic. That's the nice way of saying it. You know, you have to deal with some special people out there some days, and I'm just being so nice about this, you know, who, who actually are vicious and gunny. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they'd have your guts for lunch. But yet you have to work with them and make it work. And I'm like, this guy freaking hates me. <laughs> yeah, around with him all day today. You know that's really tough to do. Um, that's its own skill set. So if your husband got you up and running with that, God bless him because that is not. I've been where you are with that. I think everybody has or will be. That is a very tough environment to function well in.
2: Yeah, his 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 company is called um, The Fingers Touch. Our name. But it's a performance elevation program. So it's not just student athletes he works with. Like a large part of his his Corporate. career is working with student athletes in sports psychology. But it's performance, period. You know, he works with coaches. You can't work with the student athletes. Like when he goes into a school or, or a you know institute or whatever, and like say a coach says, Hey, I want you to work with our football team, you know, just they just get in the slump. First thing he does is he works with the coaches first and find out if they're all on the same page, if they're, and then he's able to go work with the student athletes. Same thing with me. He works with me so that I can go and be a blessing to somebody else. I got to get myself together.
0: That makes perfect sense because you're the leader of the team, like the coaches.
2: Exactly.
0: There's there's an old expression, um, I'm Irish on my dad's side, and they go fishing a lot. You know they didn't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. they, so you ate. We ate, you caught with a lot of what you ate. Anyway, they always said when if when a fish goes off, it starts at the head, and that's an expression meaning that if something's not working, if a team, any kind of a team, a corporate team, a sports team, it did not work. Something went off at the top. So I think it's genius that your husband knows. Let me just tweak this first, so we have one coherent message going out to the athletes, yeah. and then we'll go from there. It has to be a top down approach, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I just think that. Absolutely. I just think that's genius. What what do you see as the biggest evolution over the arc of your career within within academia? Do you see have, do you see the the multi layered importance of sport being more respected within academia than it was thirty years ago? Perhaps where it was just like yeah, we have football, we have basketball, we have baseball, but over here we have the science and tech building. You know, did it, did it yeah. shifted in its, in its priority, in, including, you know, everybody graduates, every, not everybody's going to go on to a professional athletic career, but you take that athlete's mental toughness with you into your life and that's yeah. by multi-tiered, I think there's a a life value to playing sports. Absolutely. That maybe, am I correct? Maybe 30 years ago, nobody really got But now they're starting Mm -hmm. to get like, okay, you're not going to play football for the rest of your life, but i tell you what. Now you know what winning and losing feels like, and you can handle both. You're resilient. Mm -hmm. Go get it.
2: I totally agree. There's things that I say that you learn in the weight room that you can take out into the normal world, such as being on time, you know, structure. You have self-motivation, obstacles um, that you have to go through whether it's time management Mm -hmm. schedule, like you learn all of that from just in the weight room, just apply themselves into real life. But there is now this idea of student athletes and what they bring to just normal society to the point where NASCAR has been in a relationship. Now we're right here in Daytona, Daytona, you know, 500 right down the street, Mm -hmm. just two miles from our campus. But every year they've come back and had sort of like a combine for our student athletes because they're like, Who better to work under pressure than student athletes? Who know how to think? So they'll come and get some of our their, their pit crew. I have a guy now that played football for us that's on pit crew and he is blowing it up. Like we can can't keep up with them because he's all over like, Who are you working with now? Pinsky or like who are like they came after them because just how an athlete thinks there are some businesses that we have, like when we have our um, career day that come in and they want to stick with the student athletes because they understand they know how to take criticism. They know how to take praise. They know how to self-motivate. They know how to, you know, work at a different pace and a better expectation, not only from the company, but from themselves. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's filling over into just, you know, there's now a need for folks to think. Me, it was like a, a little joke we had on um, a former athlete who played in the NFL for a long time. Um, somebody had said something about, I don't remember what the content was, but he said obviously they never were they were never an athlete. They were never an athlete in high school, but they definitely was not an athlete mm-hmm. in college. And the person was offended by it. it. was like, no, 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 let me explain to you why. And he kind of broke it down on how athletes think yes. and how we approach stuff. And we're not expecting for you to give it to us. We have to earn it. If we're coming off the bench, we want to make sure we stay in the game. We don't want to go back to the bench. So just your approach and your mindset. Yep. So, yes, I think it's beginning to get a different uh, respect. Yes, you know, the yeah. sports and the student athletes and what they go through on a daily basis, which is why you got some of the, you know, NLI deals and you got some of the things, you know, the commercial. And everything that's being thrown at athletes now for marketing um, and, and branding is because they understand and they're beginning to respect it. So I think it's some universities that did not. They could walk away from athletics or not have, you know, football or not have basketball. I think some of them now begin to realize the importance of it because yep. it's just you you kind of unite the diversity. You unite some of the people that usually don't interact together. They yep. have a tendency to come together and celebrate or, you know, support a team. So you can use athletics in many different ways.
0: Absolutely. That's that's the you thing know. that, that I Go ahead, Mike.
1: It does go down to ultimate strength coach yourself, right? You bring such a unique skill set and mindset to these students, these these college athletes, that they can then transfer off the field, right? Remember back in your presentation at the NSA clinic in Rhode Island, you put up a picture of these students behind cases of water. And quite touching, right? Mm -hmm. They went out on a limb on their own opportunity to deliver water to people in need in the middle of the summer. I really learned that, you know, from, from your um, positivity on the field. Yeah. I mean, we really. elaborate more on that situation, but I'm sure there's many sure. more examples, that they that follow up after that.
2: Yeah, so we have competitions, and, you know, a lot of universities do off-season competitions with their sports, and a lot of it is geared toward weightlifting or sprints or, you know, that whole physical aspect of it. But me bringing a mental aspect into it, Um, We will play games. I I was just telling um, an assistant at one time we did trivia and you had to know the answer. And it was history of the school or history of the program. And I had softball had these two cones at the end of the room. And I asked the question, like, who is the all time, you know, leader with RBI? Ready, go. Not just for that team, like for the history of the program. So getting them to start thinking outside of themselves. Thinking about the institute that you, you know, represent, but then thinking outside themselves have gone to more charity work, more community service, something that our university is known for. And Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune, you know, had in her will, but it's also in our crest is the head, the heart and the hand, you know, um, the hand part is serving. You got your head, you got your heart and the hand is serving. So one of our models is enter to learn, depart to serve. And we take that very serious. And so I take it a little step farther and it's like, okay, if you do some community service, I want to see it. You know, I'll celebrate that. I'll give you points for your team for going out and helping someone else. And so they'll go uh, to the soup kitchen every Wednesday around here is one church that feeds the homeless. So they go help serve, help stack, help whatever. Um, We do have a large homeless population here in Florida. Mm. Opportunity to take some of the gear that you know you don't wear anymore, pass it out, or um, shoes that you they got a scuff mark on them, you know, Um, hand them out to someone else. Yeah, so (laughs) that what I was talking about was yeah, they're getting points for going to do some community service, but there's oftentimes, once they start to see how blessed they are, or how they are, their situation is not as bad as they think it is. They started doing it on their own, not for points, not for recognition. And that was happened to be a time where a team got together and went to Walmart, bought cases of water, went down to the local shelter, handed it out. If the lady hadn't have sent me an email herself, I probably wouldn't have known about it. And that is something they're learning from in the weight room, me teaching them to Think about somebody else outside of yourself. think about you may complain about man, the cafeteria ain't got nothing good to eat anymore. We haven't hot dogs or hamburgers or the fried chicken ain't got as much season as my mama make it and okay, let's go down the street and see someone who doesn't have food mm-hmm. or let's go to the 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 church that's feeding them. They're not asking for two barbecue sauces instead of one. They're just thankful to have what it is that's being given to them. They're so excited about it. Yeah. So those are things that I try to um, bring to the weight room because there is life lessons. Ninety-nine point nine percent of our student athletes are not going to play at the next level, but I do want to make sure they turn out to be great human beings. You know, uh, represent us well. Um, Just be all around good people that are dependable and that you can count on, and that are going to just make you proud 20 years from now when you hear about what they've done, you know? So yeah, those are things that I try to put out in our weight room. It's not just sets and reps. It's not just heavy weight and making times It's being better people. I want to, I want to look back and be like, okay, because there are children They're They're like their family. When you bring them in, you can't spend four years with them and not, Treat them like family, or they don't become family. So, just like my son, I want to make me proud. I want them to make me proud. So,
0: I hear so beautiful. I completely hear it. No. When I, is your
1: um, biography coming out?
0: It's a brilliant. It's, <laughs> it's a brilliant legacy, and I hope um, that every every strength and conditioning coach everywhere hears what you're saying because, yeah, we were. You know, I mean, essentially, we're all there to win the game, right? That's that's mm-hmm. that's the end goal. I mean, that's. But by the same token, you're blending, to use your words, that woman's touch. We're like, okay, yes, you can win the game. We're not going to lose the focus of that. But there's, I'm going to call it body, mind, and spirit. You know, your school uses head, heart, and hand. It's the same principle. It's like you need to be, a, like, when you're done here, you need to be a whole, a mm-hmm. complete person, not just a machine that does this sport incredibly well. You need to be complete. Um and that, I think, at least in my anecdotal experience, is a new way of viewing collegiate sports. You know, so you're at the you're at the vanguard of that, which is <laughs> so 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 impressive and such a legacy. It's 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 brilliant. It is, you know, I mean, you don't you don't got to give up one to have the other, and I love that. Right. You know what I mean? You remember? Can- I said I want to lead the
2: profession better than I found it. Exactly. Not just inclusive. I want to leave it better. I think there's this image of strength and conditioning coaches where they're, you know, doing crazy sideline shows and, you know, big necks and chugging or -hmm. just crazy. There's this image of a collegiate strength and conditioning coach that is more clown or Cliche. theatrical or just, just a cliche. Like it's just, and I want you to see a different side. Like we spend more time with these student athletes than their position coach. Yeah, We spend more time with them than their family. Yeah. You know, we have a different rule upon us that it's not, you know, the coaches can't spend, but a certain amount of time with us. we got more time. Right. So we're able to touch them more. We're able to, connect with them more. We're able to help grow them, build them. Like, we're maturing these kids, not just sets and reps and poundage. Right. I want to be able to mature and to mature these individuals into wonderful men and women that society, that will make us proud. Just, that's... you know, just go out in society and just be good people. Because there's a lot of not so good people in this world.
0: You know, I mean, I don't... Yeah. and it's sad, but it's true. And the thing of it is, Two points. Um, I've always said, I'm not not really afraid of any, you know, when when I pass, you know, almighty Richard. That's not what's keeping me a nice guy. You know what's keeping me a nice guy my whole life? And I got my own backstory. The world does not need another jerk. Bottom line, stuff happened to me, stuff happened to you, but it didn't make me mean. And the, the justification of that, me to me, was twofold. I wasn't going to let something bad change me inherently, like fundamentally who I am. It happened. I'm over it. But two, world does not need another jerk. <laughs> now, all those people that justify being mean because something bad happened, well, boo-hoo. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. But the other thing that, that hit me, um, less philosophical, is do you think with all of what you just said about spending so much time with these kids and the, the real need to develop them as a, a complete person, as opposed to just an athlete. Do you see your own professions training kind of changing in a sense? Like if you were to go back 30 years and now you're training to become a strength and conditioning coach, do you think your own academic training might in the future shift that your professions, academic training to kind of include this sort of psychosocial context?
2: I think that
0: they are,
2: mental health is becoming huge. And I think COVID really-
0: Drove that home.
2: Yeah. It opened our eyes a lot to what's been, what some of these athletes have been feeling for a long time. It's just now that they're alone and by themselves, I mean, isolated, it's beginning to come out more. So I think that mental health is becoming more talked about. Okay. There are things in place to help it be a comfortable zone
0: okay.
3: for
2: student athletes and getting real help and you know educated individuals in place. But, and here's the but mm. like I said in Rhode Island, women have a tendency to connect. It's just that female intuition, we have it. You do. There is something that we bring to the table that men are not going to be able to do. Like, I'm not afraid. I tell my kids all of that. these student athletes know I'm a great cry buddy. You just need somebody to cry with, call me. All I got to do is watch half, 10 minutes into the notebook, and I'm done. <laughs> so you just need, and I don't care how many times I watch it. It could be 30 times i like life. That part, like I start crying before it even happens because I know what's about to happen. So if you need somebody to just let go and cry with, scream with, go for a walk and don't say nothing with, give me a call. We're, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Women can do that. And we're comfortable doing that. We're comfortable saying that. Yes. There is no macho. There's no stick my chest up. I did this. Like we're okay being, in. I'm definitely okay. being in the backdrop, behind a curtain. I know I did all that, but I don't have to tell the world I did all that. Yeah. I'm okay being back here, letting you shine. Until we have more women in the weight room, no, I don't see it involving, because we're going to bring something that's going to bring out that part of the student athlete that needs to be expressed, that needs to be tapped, to have someone be able to say, "I don't have a medical degree, but I know something's off. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're not acting right." If you're all about you are an opportunity for me to make a paycheck. I need you to jump fast. I mean, I need you to jump high, run fast, and, and be super duper strong so that you can win football games so that I can get a bonus. No. But if you're in the, the, the business of developing, building a culture, connected with an individual, once they feel comfortable with you, then they're going to come to you more, and they're going to be successful because they know in the weight room is a place for them to build, grow, develop. Women going to pull that out of you. Yes. Not too many guys are going to pull that out of you. So if we're still in the mind frame of there's only five strength and conditioning coaches with football, I'm just going to have one just so I can ch- check a box. Then no, we're going to be right where we are 30 years from now. But if it's like I'm looking at these resumes and I'm just looking for the best individual that's going to change our culture, just going to elevate us forward. It just so happened to have a Stephanie, a Sharon, a Karen, you know, uh, a Betty. Those are the names in my resume. Wow. Okay, let's interview them. Versus, eh, she didn't play football. Mm, she didn't play baseball. Mm, I don't know about this. Then so, no. So I see us getting better as a profession. I see us going higher. I see us evolving for the mental aspect of it uh-huh. just because of the education that's being put out in the world, but there's more to the mental, the holistic approach to a student athlete than just sit down in front of this psychologist and tell them how you feel. Okay, and then you're gonna be better. If I don't have somebody I can connect with every single day that I have to come in their weight room or I don't feel comfortable, they're not gonna get better. And no. so we're not gonna
0: evolve. That is that is a great answer and that's an honest answer. Thank you. You know, uh, Bottom line is, we need some infusion of feminine energy in that weight room. Yes, we do.
2: Yeah, we do. We celebrate the small. We celebrate the small. Like, women get excited over a blade of grass blowing to the left, than versus <laughs> to the right. Like, we're going to, did you see that? So, when you have an individual that is not really comfortable in the weight room anyway, and you got somebody yelling, you know, that's. Put, you know, five plates on the bar. I can barely put one plate on the bar. Uh, all right, so move on to the next person. But you got that person going. Right. Plate. Yeah. You know, come back in there tomorrow. Like, I'm going gonna I'm gonna to try it. my best to get five more pounds. Because there's one person in there at least celebrating me. I'm not a starter. I'm not, you know, the strongest guy. I don't make the fastest time. I am not the skinniest, the leanest, the most fit person. But at least there's one person on staff that's celebrating me, yes. making me feel important, yep. making me want to come back in there tomorrow. Yes. So, yes, we do need that energy because we bring something that most men don't.
0: Heard. I'm telling you, because I got to tell you something <laughs> in or out of a corporate environment, in or off a playing field, in or out of a weight room. Me personally, you yell at me, you get you get exactly what I got to give you to get this task done. You do what you just said, I am going to die. I'm going to crawl through mud. I'm going to barbed wire down my back, whatever it takes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Throws the switch in somebody's head and makes you go, I'm goosebumping. I'm like, yeah, somebody actually freaking believes in you. You can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and okay, compared to everybody else in the room, I might suck. But you know what? She thinks I'm hot and good. And I'm okay. I'm, I'm coming back. I have those I have a friend that's in academics um,
2: and she was at one of my previous institutes. She and she was in academics report and there was, you know, she had gone to the dollar store and got, you know, like the little certificates yeah, yeah, yeah. and just kind of write a name in, just like a whole pack for a dollar. Right. And for Mel's team, she had given everybody something, whether it was you know, if this award goes to the person that comes on time every single time or you know, always has a sharp pencil with them or, you know, took three of their grades up a grade letter, you know, a letter, just something small. So every person on this male team got a certificate. Okay. That went huge. It went a long way. They were so excited. Like, look at my little certificate. It's a dollar store certificate and it has most likely to have a healthy snack in study hall. Like she celebrated the small, that's she, a female, outside of the box in an area that needs them to be excited about, Mm -hmm. you know, taking academics seriously. If you don't take it serious, you cannot play your sport. So let me give them a little motivation. Just again, that was a female's touch to an area that's you know, something as small as this little bitty certificate—they were so excited about these certificates. <laughs>
0: That's cute. Like, <laughs> that is cute. I mean, I'm as guilty as you the next. I'm as guilty as the next guy, and you know, let me let me put a kill shot in a big myth because I'm gay. I'm supposed to be more sensitive somehow. I am just as stunted as the next <laughs> guy. I mean, like, I f- I forget cards. I don't remember birthdays. Like, I have been rescued from <laughs> one of my best friends from school gave birth, and I forgot to send a card and a present. I called her and like, oh, I like, go, but my <laughs> my billing manager, who's like a friend of mine, right? I own a, a separate company, said, you sent a present, right? And I'm like, a pre- a, what? She's like, you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> the present went out the next day. She's like, you owe me this amount of money. I was like, so yeah, <laughs> Pro- 2,000% correct. I don't care what flavor of male you are. You're not going to do this. It's not in our DNA. It's not how our brains are wired. You know, I mean, somebody I love would probably die. And I'd forget to send a mass card. I would miss them. But you know what I mean? Like, I would just get it wrong.
2: <laughs> but you appreciate it. You may not think deal, oh, but yeah. somebody, you do oh, it, when somebody appreciate yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And it goes a long way.
0: It does. It's life-changing. You know, it's yeah. that ripple. More women in the weight room. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yes, one hundred percent, Michael. Yes, yeah, so Coach Fingers, where, where where does your career go next? I know you are paying a lot of attention to your family, your son, but you're still young in this industry. I mean, where, 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 <laughs> doesn't that where, feel where, good where coming go from a twenty five year old? It does. Yeah, I know. Every time he says it to me, I pick
0: up.
1: I mean, call old,
0: but he does well.
2: More the athletic director, you know, role, the assistant, it's is something totally new, was not expected on my end. My husband has been saying this for 10 years. He's like, I think you make an amazing, you know, SWA or just athletic director. And I'm like, nah, I'm too mean for that. Like nobody want to listen to me. I, I have an attitude all the time. Like, um, so I think, you know, a couple of years with that, I I've gotten more requests to speak Hmm. Hmm. on, at clinics, conferences, podcasts, vodcasts, like interviews, than, and I hate it, (laughs) believe it or not, I absolutely hate it, but I was telling, (laughs) 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 I just don't, that's not me, put me in a weight room and I can talk all day long, but for me in front of the camera, like, oh. no, wait, in like, oh. I know, and that's what I was telling an assistant of mine, um, I was saying, I don't say no. Anytime somebody asks me, I don't say no, because even though I hate it and it makes me cringe and I feel like I'm always bobbling my words, no one looked like me. I will go to clinics and conferences for the first 15 years of my career. No one looked like me, and I would try to have to take whatever was being taught or spoke on and try to put it into my world and my environment and be like, okay, would that work for me? Um, Can I really say this? Can I really go to this coach? And so I know that I've opened the doors, several doors for more people to walk through. I've gone through what I've gone through in order for them to not have to. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, my future is going to be more speaking, more, you know, giving back more teaching, more helping others along in this profession on a different end. So more instead of the student athletes, the coaching coach, you know, um, I'm now vice president of the board of directors for the CSCCA. So I have an opportunity to help with more laws more bylaws, more um, taking the ideas and bringing them in front of the people and changing it. You know, again, same goal. Yeah. Leaving this profession better than I found it, but it's going to be in a different capacity. So,
0: but you know, I think, um, I, I, go ahead. I think your sphere of influence is going to exponentially balloon in the next three to five And I think you're at the sweet spot. You have such street cred after 29, 30 years of doing the heavy lifting, pardon the pun, right? You bring mm-hmm. that and everything else that we've been discussing with you. And I think it's going to hit with a massive ripple effect and start enacting that change that, yeah. that we're talking about. I really do. I, I, I have great faith that it is. I really think that there's, in every social movement, there's like a tipping point. You know, mm-hmm. where, like everybody talks about X, Y, Z for, for 30 years, and then finally something galvanizes it. And we, we do something. I think you're part of the do part. If not the part, a huge chunk. You know what i mean um i, I think I think the universe and its wisdom has positioned you to just you're you're gonna be that girl
2: <laughs> I'm beginning to feel that now with it still surprises me when somebody's like talk to me and I'm like, do I know you and they're like, no, but I watched your so and so or you know uh, under you know beyond the chalk or I heard you on this and or even you know guys, coaches come up to me. I had, we were we just had the Collegiate Strength and Conditioning Coaches Conference last week. And my assistant, um, she got on board in August. So She hasn't quite been here a whole year. And so a couple of times, you know, we were in the same area. And she goes, how do you know someone? So I'm like, oh, I remember when they were GA. What? I'm like, yeah, now, like, famous people now, or like, you know, big-time names in the industry. And She's like, do you know someone? I'm like, as a matter of fact, let me call them up real quick. You know, it was like, um, for instance, Johnny Parker. You know, that's like she's like, I just finished reading Johnny Parker's book about it. I'm like, you know what? Let me call Coach Parker. Tom Parker, what's going on? And she's like, Oh my god, like you know everybody. I'm like, I've been doing it a long time. And a lot of them were interns, GAs, or assistant coaches at the time. And we all kind of like talked shop or they came to me advice, or I may have gone to them advice and now they're big time. I'm still behind here and they're, you know, up there and I'm just sitting there so proud of them. And it's, it's beginning to, it's still kind of odd and strange when folks say they know who I am or like, oh my God, I can't believe that, you know, I get a chance to meet you. You've been an inspiration or you returned my email three years ago about a question I had, or you picked up the phone and answered my question. And, it's still kind of surreal. My son went with me to this conference and he's like, you know everybody. Like we're driving home. He goes, I can't believe all the guys, guys, grown men, men, white and black. They were like, your mom was an inspiration. Your mom helped my career. She called, she didn't even know me and she called somebody and helped me get a job. And he was just like Lord." So I think I am helping move this thing in the right direction. It's still kind of, surreal that when folks know who I am or I call and say, yeah, yeah, anything you need or I'll take your call and I don't know. I guess I'm still on the defense. I've been on the defense for so long that I still don't expect it, but I'm old and I've been doing it a long time at some pretty big places and won some pretty big championships that you're going to know
0: it. And it's
2: not a common name anyway. Fingers
0: is not a common name. So I don't know. I think, we'll see. I think you are exactly the right person with exactly the right background and skill set, and attitude and humbleness. and And you know something? There's a there's a healthy thing if you. I hang my head high. I, I tell Michael all the time, like, there's a real short list of things I'm good at, but I'm world class. Outside, mm. I'm the most average man on the planet. But these three things, particularly in business. I'm your guy. I got you. You know what I mean? So like humble, but with a very strong self-awareness of of your value. And that's you. And that's exactly what yeah. I, that's exactly. People don't need nose in the air. People need somebody who's like, yeah, I'm a human being. But guess what? This I can talk about. And that's you. So, I mean, I, I really think you're I, I picked the right word. You're in the vanguard of this. And I think everybody's going to benefit from it and be very fortunate that you were there and you did everything you did beforehand and everything that, that you're going to do that's coming up. It's going to be cool to watch.
2: Thank you.
3: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And by the way, you don't bumble your words. This has come out so fast. <laughs> you... well, this is just sitting back
2: chilling. This is a are... conversation amongst colleagues and just hanging out. Yeah.
0: This well, You know what? That's all it is. That's all the podium and a room full of people is. That's all it is. Yeah. You know. You did it. Rhode Island, you did it. Everybody <laughs> else, I was like this. <laughs> right, Michael? I mean, if I'm being honest, I, I'm going to go for that. But <laughs> it's traceable. But really, you came up and I went literally, what? She's <laughs> my girl. <laughs> and then I'm like. I'm a little bit closer, right? yeah. You know, it was it was good. And you got it. You, you do. You you are you are a very good public speaker. Uh, we'll
2: I'm
1: looking we'll see. To... I got
2: Summerstrong this weekend.
0: <laughs> you got this. <laughs>
1: Beautiful. I'm looking forward to watching you speak again. Oh if, yeah. You know. absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully, no no time soon.
2: You, where where is Summerstrong from? located? Summerstrong is at um, Sorenix headquarters in Lexington, South Carolina. Um, it started a few years ago as a birthday party, and it has turned into, it's like, a birthday party with um, Papa Sorenix trying to, you know, get his friends together. That all I want for my birthday is just kind of get it on, sit around, talk shop, hang out, chill, maybe lift some weights, and it has taken off since then. So um, it's more intimate. It's a different type of clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. This will be my first one. I've seen YouTubes. I've heard about them. Um, one girl I met on last week she goes this will be the first one i've missed but she was like you're gonna love it and last year three presenters i was bawling i was just crying like it was just you know touchy subjects and heartfelt you know presentations and it's just more intimate so it's a little different so i'm looking forward
1: to it yeah it sounds good yeah Mm -hmm. well um how can the audience then get in contact with you right after this What's the best
3: best
1: method? Well, I could be reached on Twitter is
2: Coreless Fingers, just at Coreless Fingers. Keep it simple, and my email address is fingersc at cookpad